Ask the Podcast Coach for May 22nd, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And joining me right over there, the one and only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. Yeah. This is one of those Saturday mornings where I'm like, man, I'm really glad I'm back with you. <laughs> Welcome back. We're glad you're doing okay. Yes, rumors. How's that line go? Of rumors of my death have been slightly exaggerated. Greatly, greatly, yeah, greatly exaggerated. Yeah. <laughs> had, a, had something last week. I thought it was, I didn't know if I was having a heart attack. And uh, turns out I wasn't. My heart's fine. My inside's fine. And this is one of those where I like things to make sense. And this one kind of doesn't. But when I, I think I told the story two weeks ago, when I climbed through my back window twice yeah, yeah. because I uh, locked myself out of the house with that problem has been solved. But the first time I fell through the window yeah. and is somehow that I ended up with my stomach muscles, just every single one of them just getting ripped over time. And all of a sudden I had a tight tightness in my chest and a hard time taking a deep breath. And I went, when I say that out loud. Yeah. Yeah, you did the right thing. You took yourself in and you you took care of it. And that's the right thing. I just, it's a little bit of a panic when I got the text Saturday morning, like I'm having chest pains. I'm going to the hospital. (laughs) We're glad you're okay. You did a nice job of kind of keeping everybody up to date. But you said you hear from people when those kinds of things happen, like you hear from people you haven't heard from in a long time. Yeah, I I had the the singer of my country band, which we're talking early 90s, (laughs) called me in the waiting room. And he had a heart attack last month. So you just never know. What's going to happen? What's good for that is coffee. That's not medical (laughs) advice, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but (laughs) some poor guy's having a heart attack. Drink, get a bunch of caffeine in there. Jim said drink some coffee. (laughs) But yes, that lovely coffee pour is brought to you by the one and only Mark over at podcastbranding.co. If uh, you need artwork, if you need a logo, if you need a whole stinking website, Mark can do all of that. And the beauty of Mark is the fact that he's also an award-winning podcaster. You can find him over at, I can't remember the name of his podcast. That is so bad right now. I'll think of it later. I will honest, but you can find him at podcastbranding.co and uh, he is a podcaster. So he understands podcasting, which man, is that a huge, that's a huge plus because you're trying to figure out, you're explaining to somebody it's this audio thing and it's, hey, Mark already got that. He understands artwork. And if you're like, I don't even get the whole branding thing. He can help you with that resourceful designer. I knew I would remember it, the resourceful designer podcast. And um, he actually will give you like an audit on your podcast. So if you're not sure what's going on, you can start there and then just work through logos, artwork, and a whole website. So check him out, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. it there in the middle i was like oh man we're we're off the rails i can't remember oh <laughs> man you take a week off that's it we're rusty it's the last time i give you a week off Dave oh, Jackson. we speaking of if you're rusty we'll take a slight tangent but it just it's true and it, this is normal is what i'm going for my church had church last week for the first time in a year oh, yeah. and yeah. that was uh boy that was a lovely train wreck fun <laughs> and the more produced it is the worse it is the more steps you have in it and the more technology you try to add into it it's like your podcast and i think it takes a little bit of practice the what you do just in that ad read Mm -hmm. at the end there it's two separate tracks right right? that's a track playing and then you switch over to the ending part of it yeah 
just that piece of getting all of that is a practiced piece. And if you step away from it for a couple of weeks or you stop doing it for a while, yeah. then you come back to it and you're like, oh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do here? I don't know. It's like I've been out of our I've been out of the Gallup studio for oh, I think the last time I was in there was July. And I, I'm not even sure those computers are going to work <laughs> You know, <laughs> when I go in there. I need to pop in and, and test them uh, just to make sure. But yeah, when you walk away, you got to practice a little bit when you come yeah. back. And do you want to do some pilot speak since you got your... Yeah, so the, the Audio-Technica BPHS1, I think it's S-1, maybe something like that. My daughter wants to do some crochet, knitting, Twitch stuff, crafts, basically, craft a craft podcast. Or it may not even be a podcast. You may just do streaming stuff. I, we talked about microphones with her, and I thought about getting her an arm and an Audio-Technica ATR2100 or the Q2U. But it's, you know what? I want to try this out because this is the ones Ed Sullivan uses on a Cigar Authority. And I got to use it when I was there. So um, uh, a pretty good little headset. A couple things, Dave. One is it needs some EQ. Right. I'm just running this live. And of course, you're kind of missing the bass on it a little bit. I think it sounds a little high. Right. Two, I don't like the ear. I don't like the ear pieces that come standard with it. These things are sitting right on my ears. I need a little more padding. Ed gave me a link to Amazon to spend another $20 on the thing. To get them to get bigger ear pads, I'm gonna have Sammy try them out, and if she doesn't say anything, I'm not gonna order them. So right. there's that. I also order the M Audio 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 device for this to go into. Yeah, into yeah, exactly. The, it's just a. It's basically just a one port audio device, right? Oh, so you can it. plug your you can plug your. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can plug your headset in. It's got, it's, I shouldn't say it's got one XLR and then one, one, you can plug quarter something inch, in a yeah. guitar, quarter inch, yeah, in. And you've got some ability to monitor yourself and some of those kinds of things. The, this is the ultra cheap way to go. These are 50 bucks. So if you don't want to spend a lot of money, you can get it. That sounds not great. The preamps are marginal. Yeah. And we're going to plug it into that as well. Now, let's see. Oh, the other thing I don't like, I love the sound. Like I love hearing you in full fidelity. That's pretty <laughs> great. Because the earbuds, I usually use a pair of earbuds, Y-U-R-B-U-D-S. They were yeah. earbuds that are designed for triathletes. Let ambient sound in. They're great. But they're super light. And if you put these, you put cans on. I don't know how you guys do this. Like, really I'm going to have a headache. Muscles. <laughs> I'm going to have a headache by the end of the show. Like, they're heavy. And the, the cord, too, is a big, thick. It reminds me yeah. of a power cord as opposed to. Would I do this every week? Probably not. I'll, I'll go back to the. I still got the 2100 yeah. sitting right there. But I thought it'd be a good opportunity to come on, at least talk about it. There, I, Dave, don't you think there's some environments I think of like Cigar Authority where they're moving around. They, you can yeah. easily flip this up and down to you know, smoke cigar or whatever. But what other environments do you think would be would where these would benefit you as opposed to because I don't think they sound as good as a, as a No, there's there's you know, it's not shrill, but there's just a lack of bass, but not not. And horrible. you can EQ it out like yeah. we, we could run this through some processes, either software or hardware and EQ it out. Yeah. Uh, I, I have to say this from my friend, John Buchanan. If you have a Jessica Kufferman, and I've seen her do this, Jessica Kufferman, I don't, I think she wears headphones, but she's like the worst at keeping near the microphone because she's always doing, she's, she's right. multitasking. Right. So all of a sudden she's over here and doing this. and then just, yes. So when you have a headset on, you know, that might be good for kids. I don't know if it, I don't know how a small a head those can fit on, but anybody that's having a hard time keeping in front of the mic, uh, yeah. that would be good. And I think the other thing, do you, 
Because like here, I have this big microphone in front of my face. Mm -hmm. So it is somewhat hard for me to forget the fact that I'm recording. And I know now those have a a decent microphone in your mouth, but I'm thinking it's a little more, you probably have a clear line of sight. Yeah, I don't have a microphone in front of me. So like I can see everything. So that is good. Yeah, because I know on the Howard Stern show, I don't know what they're using because they sound great, but they, the same thing they, I think they have. No, I don't even think they have headphones on, but they have this little itty bitty like wire in front of their mouth. And the nice thing about that is Howard's trying to get them to feel like it's just a conversation. So anything to get them to forget that this is going out to, in Howard's case, millions of people, the better. So I I could see that it'd be an advantage. But in the end, it's a matter of if you're comfortable with it or not. If you don't like the sound of your voice in them, that's a problem. Yeah, I'd get used to it. And I think... I'm already like, I now I'd be like, I wonder what I sound like yeah. on the 2100. And I think folks listening by the end of the show, you won't be able to, <laughs> yeah, John nailed that in the <laughs> chat. But by the end of the show, you won't remember that. Oh, yeah. he sounds, that sounds flatter. Cause it's a high, it's high mids and, and highs. And then it's very flat. And so you just don't get, you just don't get a good, I, I don't think now again, straight out of the box. There's absolutely zero effects on this thing. I haven't done anything to it. I could, I guess, if I wanted to, and I might here here in the future. But yeah, from that perspective, Dave, of moving around, I think Craig says that the headset would yeah. be great for teaching colleagues who have switched from switched to teaching on Zoom. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, if you're moving around and it's one of those kinds of things, it's a good... I really do like the increased audio that I get out of this uh, as far as being able to hear you. I'm hearing you awesome, but I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the weight as much as, although I probably would get used to that. Too. But if you think about it, even if you're sharing a screen, if you're a teacher and you're trying to draw something or whatever, I've got this microphone is in my way. And I'm, even though I can click and <laughs> yeah. stuff, that might be a yeah. good use of that again. I think, I think so. The arm moves up and down. It'll come right back to where you had it before. Doesn't make a lot of sound when I move that around. If I'm moving this up, you're not hearing me necessarily. Yeah. I guess if I did this, you would hear it. Yeah, but, that's yeah. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> what Definitely is again, heard the, that. The Audio Technica. Yeah, BPHS one. And there, I think they're they're two hundred retail. I got these for on a. I went to the Amazon and said they have other sellers, yeah. and I picked it up for one hundred and fifty. And then I thought those other sellers are sometimes ripe for counterfeits. Oh yeah. And so I was talking to somebody about it. They're like, I doubt anybody's counterfeiting Audio Technica. Yeah. <laughs> so they're pretty cheap as it is. They're pretty cheap yeah. Chinese. So uh, about 150 is what I picked them up for. We have a very important question. Does your arm ever go in your coffee cup? Go in it? Yeah. No. no I've you, spilled it. We've, we've, I've spilled it plenty of times. We've sacrificed, I think, two mixers to the... <laughs> I have, I've lost two mixers to wine, and then I've, <laughs> I have plenty of spots on the desk where the coffee has slid underneath things, and then you move stuff around on the desk, and you're like, oh, yeah, so... Yes, I've sacrificed the coffee a few times for yeah. uh, for podcast. We do have a few people in uh, Clubhouse. I was gonna originally going to do Twitter Spaces this week, and I was like, well, coming back, let's stick with the somewhat familiar. And uh, if you have a question, feel free to raise your hand. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and that'll jump you right into the video. And if you want to watch us on YouTube, we're at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And uh, he meant. Craig meant the coffee, the oh, mic arm. Oh, there you go. Does that ever go in? I, I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't put my coffee near the arm because <laughs> just for that reason, because it'll knock it. Uncle Marv is going to jump in here on. Oh, yeah. On, yeah. Yeah. On YouTube. Uncle Marv, how are you, buddy? 
Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Good to see you. Good to see you, Jim. And Dave, you too. Glad you're better. Me too. Yeah. What can we help you with? I actually, so over the last month or so, you had people commenting about using music and podcasts and Mm -hmm. there was never really a great answer. And outside of saying contact Gordon Firemarker, whatever, (laughs) but I wanted to say I've had experience with this and I thought I could give a little bit of an answer for your listeners. So one of the things is people don't realize how many licenses there are for music. Yeah. There's actually six. Yeah. Three of I'm which sure use- they're all cheap, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's 99 cents, right? Yeah. Pocket change. Just- There's really three that us as podcasters need to worry about. And a lot of it depends on whether you're streaming live mm. because the most people know about is the master license, which they think is similar to if I get permission from the artist, that's good enough. No, it's yeah. not. So you also have to have what's called synchronization rights. If you're going to be doing it live on video, And then you have to have a mechanical license to actually play it. Now, the license that's giving us the most grief lately is the public performance license. Because that also is now falling into, if you are doing a live podcast, that is a live performance. So now we've entered four licenses of the six that you need. And I thought that I would play around and try to figure this out. And I went and got... A license from ASCAP, because I figured that would be the overall umbrella license, and that would be great. Marv, how Which, much is that? Well, for me, it was only $269 a year. Okay. And it depends on the number of downloads you have. And the, obviously, the more you have, the more you have to document right. how many downloads you've had when you played that music. So the work involved with that is is another thing to keep in consideration. But then I decided I'm not going to go after original recordings. I want to go get the karaoke version of all my favorite songs. Okay. And there's an organization called Tensi that does the license for that website called Karaoke Music or Karaoke Version. So if you go to Karaoke Version, you can buy the song and you can buy an audio version that's sang by a karaoke person. You can buy the the instrumental only or you can buy with background voices Thus, the karaoke version. Hmm. And those licenses aren't very expensive. It's like a right. $1.69 a song. But to buy the actual license from Tensi, that's $20 per song. And you're licensed to use it for three years. Interesting. So does that mean you have to pull down at three years if you don't renew it? You got to pull down those podcasts that I'm not sure about. Okay. I think what it is, you can't do anything new after three years unless okay. you relicense. Okay. So that's how I took it. Right now. I thought it was fine and dandy because I was throwing out stuff and not getting any pushback, but something happened recently on YouTube mm. where all of a sudden I started getting all these copyright claims. And sometimes it was because I didn't have the right information in the podcast because you have to put in your show notes or on YouTube where people can see it, what the song is, where you got it from, which licenses you're using. And I got to the point where I put my license number and all of that in there. But here's what's happening. Once you submit that copyright claim, probably I'd say 90 to 95% of the time, you're good. They'll drop it and you're, you're good to go. But lately those are getting denied and it's not YouTube that's doing this. It's all the music organizations Mm. that are monitoring the videos 
and they have the decision whether or not that they will deny your copyright yeah. claim. Now, I could have, I took one down. I had to take one down, but it was after the show. So I didn't really care. I just chopped off the end of the show. But I could have fought it, but you have to send in a physical copy of your license. You have to, it's a lot of work. And isn't that a case where if you challenge the denial and you lose, that is an official strike? Yes. Yeah. See that. And you only get three, I think. Yeah. Only three. Yeah. Yeah. It's like baseball. This kind of goes back to the copyright. We showed this, I don't know, a couple months ago, Dave, I showed how their copyright, they have a section now in YouTube for these copyright, both for your own, for to you to see what other people are using as well as your own mistakes. And I think what's happening, Marv, is these, this is highlighted. They've made it a lot easier for organizations yep. to see. And they're just categorically denying them. They're just yes. going through bam, bam, deny, deny. Cause could you imagine being in that space? How many of those a day you would get in your YouTube? If you're a record company, whatever, and you have the, the licenses for this, I just can't imagine the work. So I don't imagine they're listening. I imagine it's a category. They're just saying deny them all, right? Yeah, with the boom of podcasts now and the boom of people wanting to be on YouTube and years of just doing whatever they wanted. These companies said, you know what? We're going to flat out deny because I think what happens is most people don't have the licenses. Most people that are trying to get monetization out of YouTube obviously don't want to lose that monetization. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I, I always said you needed permission from the songwriter, which might be Bruno Mars. And then you need the permission from, I think, the performer, which in many cases is not Bruno Mars. And then you get into the things you mentioned, the mechanical license, the syncing license, the blah, blah, blah. And that's just for the U.S. When you go global, that's there's a ask yeah. BMI for yep. the U.K. And that's why I usually just say, yeah, how about no? <laughs> and it doesn't matter if it's 10 seconds. It doesn't matter if you're not making money or if you are making money. It's just I wish... They would. I'm, I'm hoping eventually that's going to be a great day when podcasting becomes so big that the music industry goes. Oh, we should probably come up with a way for them to play our music legally. That would no. be great. I just don't think it's anytime soon. So, yeah. Mark, how think, much do you think you pay a year? Then, if you were to put, if just g- g- give me a rough estimate, do you think of what you're paying to do it? And you're still having problems, even though you're paying, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I probably average. I mean, I would say outside of the ASCAP license, I probably average so four to 500 a year. Okay. But that's going to go down. I'm just at the point now where I'm like, you know what? This is, it's too much work. (laughs) Well, and don't you have to report what songs you played? So I haven't had to report yet, although they say you do. And I did it the first year and then I didn't know where to report it. Nobody asked for it. Yeah. And then I did it halfway the second year until now I'm at the point where, you know what, if I have to do it, I can easily go back through my podcast and mm-hmm. count it up. I don't have a ton of downloads. It's not like I'm getting 10,000, 20,000 downloads. So I think that's one reason why they don't worry about it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What's your show? So I've got two shows and you can find them at the first one at podnutpro.com. That's a tech show that I do for IT business support mm-hmm. and it's pod nuts spelled with a z so p-o-d-n-u-t-z pro.com and then my second podcast is unclemarv.com the nice. uncle marv podcast just a little personal it's great branding by the way i love <laughs> so, it's, it's really good branding that's a yeah. good that's a good and you're going to be on you're coming on home gadget geeks i think on the third so we're going to talk a little yep and then you'll be on one there. of my shows going to show up over there so anything else 
Marv, you'd add to that discussion around what kind of advice would you give to, now that you've done all this, what kind of advice would you give to a podcaster wanting to use it? I say first, if you don't need it, don't use it. Yeah. Okay. Is probably the better thing. If you really want music, go to one of the websites like Pond5 or what is it, Sound. There's a couple out there where they make either royalty-free music or they make music licensing that you can use. Soundtrack Your Brand is another site. Hmm. And all of the licensing for those songs are contained within that site. Yeah. And you can either pay a monthly or yearly fee to use those songs. Audio, there's, I forget where I get my one music. Audio, Audio Jungle is one. Audio Blocks is another one. Audio Blocks, yeah, that's where I get, um, that's where I got my intro and outro music. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. But if you get those, if you get those, then the, the only license, you don't need to get the ASCAP license or yeah. anything else. Self-contained. Those licenses yes. are self-contained. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Read the right, terms man. and conditions. Uncle Marv, thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. I appreciate yeah. it. Have you a good self for the rest of the weekend. Have a great weekend. Thanks yeah. for doing that. You bet. And he offered to do that last week to come in and nice. give an expand. And of course, we didn't. We, we weren't here last week. Yeah. But good to hear. Dave, I think it's good to hear from just from a person who's actually doing it. He's trying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Get yeah. in there and do it. Well, cool. I'm going to ask James over in Clubhouse to uh, come up on the stage. So we'll give him a second. Uh, there he is. James, how are you, buddy? Good, how are you? Good. What can we help you with? Well, I've got, like I said to you yesterday, I've got many questions. So I thought I'd throw one about you with the business side of podcasting. Obviously, I've been doing it for a couple of years, and I've never really thought about when to take the leap to registering as an LLC or whether I need to be considering it right now. What are some of those criteria when it comes to really wanting to consider starting it as a business? That is a really good question. It is. It uh, is good. When do you do that? The second you make money. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, I don't think you can start too early on this. This is one of those kinds of things. They take a while to get done. If you think you're going to do any kind of money on this thing, I, by the way, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. I make money and I haven't done this for home gadget geeks, but I I think once, if you're going to be serious about this, and it, it varies by location. You need to, you probably need to consult a couple of people just to make sure you're doing the right thing to, because it, listen, the, the only reason you do this is to protect yourself legally. That's right. the only reason you do this. So I, I think if you're in that situation, I consult with some local folks just to find a person who does these kinds of things, ask some questions. And if it makes sense financially, you do it. I think. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I hear horror stories about certain people saying, oh, they they got sued by a guest or maybe I'm being dramatic, but something happens and they don't have an LLC. And then it's like right. a responsibility yeah. on them to make sure they get things squared. If you had a lot of assets, like if before you started podcasting, you were fairly wealthy and you can define that however you want and you want to protect those assets, <laughs> you create an LLC to protect yeah. those assets. These people go through legal zoom or there are different places you can go to take some of the pain out of doing that. Sure. Thank you guys. I know, I've, like I said yesterday, I'm still in that kind of fine line between still trying to grow an audience. I think that's going to be like my main goal for now before I start focusing more on the monetization, which of course will be a thing in the near future, but I wanted to check in with you and see like, when is the official, all right, time to look at this now, time to make it more of a serious thing. Start now, James, and just figure out what the costs are in your, where are you located? Where do you live? So I'm out in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm from the UK originally. I moved here a couple years ago. Just so extra confusing. Yeah. Yeah. No. So you're in the US. So that's going to be extra (laughs) because everything's extra (laughs) in the US. Although the UK does a pretty good job of being extra too. So let's, let's, (laughs) let's not. So, yeah, I'd consult some folks locally just to okay. figure awesome. out what it, 
One of our yeah. awesome supporters uh, from gagglepod.com, Kyle Bondo, says an LLC in Virginia is $150 registration fee. You can get an EID, which is like a social security number for your business from the IRS. That's free. He says, then you open up a business bank account. Bob's your uncle and you're a business. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. So I feel yeah. like there's a lot to it too, like in terms of just setting up the LLC as one thing, but then there's going to be so many other intricate questions. And I'm just not clued into any of this at all in terms of, like, oh, what kind of LLC or should it be an S Corp or whatever they call it? Forgive me, that's the wrong term, but there's a lot of different parts to it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, Daniel in the chat room says, I ran my business as a sole proprietorship for years, but upgraded to an LLC when he wanted to get more serious. He says, having an LLC also makes other business stuff easier, like banking. He said, I already separated my business and personal assets and already reported extra income in my taxes. But yeah, hmm. it's one of those things. It's the, the problem that I always worry about is you just never know, especially when you're stating an opinion in a podcast. You never know when someone's going to just go, I'm going to, that's it. I'm going to cancel you buddy and i'm going to take you for everything and <laughs> right if you, if you got an llc you can like you can take all the assets of the business are you paying u.s taxes yes yes i am <laughs> yeah so when you form an llc if you've got a cpa that you also okay. might want to have that conversation as far as the tax ramifications of forming an llc and what you're doing it may be different it may not be time it may be time the cpa can really help you then structure like how do you take in money and what do you want to do when you do that? And when do you want to buy equipment and how much those a CPA can help with that kind of stuff. So even a couple hundred bucks for some advice on a CPA can save you in that. That's one recommendation I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just protection in the long run to spend the money now versus something. Right. And Gary says it's also cool for credit. He says, I work at Experian and separating your personal uh, credit accounts and your businesses and getting those separate are also essential. And yeah. Daniel also chimes in here. He heard that an LLC S Corp only makes sense when you're making more than $120,000 a year, but you can have a single member LLC that functions like a sole uh, proprietorship. So it's one of those things where you almost need to like contact a CPA to figure out because they're going to be the people that are doing your taxes. That might be the great, the best place to start actually yeah, might say, be a like, CPA. Like, here's what I'm doing. Which, what do I want to do here? Because they would know, I think, better the benefits of, of each one. Yeah. And they may know somebody They may know somebody who can help you do that, or they may be able to do it themselves. I mean, that quick consult with a CPA, they may say, nah, now's not the time for you yet. But it would be, that might be the right place to start. If it, and especially if you have a friend who's a CPA and you can get, you get 30 <laughs> minutes of free consulting along those lines and tell them you'll use them if they need them. But it'd be a good place to start. Yeah. Maybe interview like a CPA as part of my podcast. Yeah. And then say, oh, you hey, go. you know, might need That's some help great. there, actually. That's a great idea. Yeah. That's a great I'm idea. I'm writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> 776 of the School of Podcasting. Uh, <laughs> what if that helped me get lumber any cheaper? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, that's not. <laughs> that's not going to happen. No. But uh, James, tell everybody uh, what your show is and where we can find it. Yeah, I run the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy. It's a once a week show. We talk about fitness, wellness. We do some off the beat movie reviews every so often as well. And we are at brosandblokes.com. Guess, guess which one he is, the bro or the bloke? He's got to be the bloke. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That is correct, sir. Yep, I am the bloke and I have a co-host, Callan, who is the bro. So we are each unique perspectives to each episode and it's a lot of fun. We have a good time with it. Yeah. Anything, Love it. Anything else we can help you with? That's the main question, I think, today. I'll, I'll rattle my brain and see if there's anything else I can think of. But thank you, guys. This has been really helpful and I really appreciate everything you do, Dave, and obviously Jim, too. So thank you for you this. Bet. All right, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. 
Yeah, he's a member of the School of Podcasting. So we are being blasted into the Facebook group of the School of Podcasting. Oh, good. Good. But when I love all those people. Who else is really awesome? Yeah, our awesome our, supporters. Our awesome supporters, which I got to get this going. There we go. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, if you go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store, you can become an awesome supporter. And we're talking about awesome people like the currently the teacher's pet, which is I still giggle because like it's about dogs and it's the teacher's pet. But uh, James over at the Dog Podcast Network, dogpodcastnetwork.com, they actually have a contest going on over there. If you uh, being that you're listening to this, you're a storyteller. And if you have a a little pooch there that happens to be involved in the story, uh, you can actually win five thousand dollars. Or if you're off to walk that little pooch around the uh, block. They've got uh, Dog Edition, which is a great podcast all about dogs, and it's designed for people that are walking their dog. And uh, you can find all that over at Dog Podcast Network. If you're a cat person, a dog person, tell the dog person, go over to dogpodcastnetwork.com. And we always thank our $20 supporters like Kim Cradgy over at Toastmasters101.net. Ed Sullivan, you mentioned him earlier. He did. And he gave me a bunch of advice, by the way. I, I told him he heard me talking about this thing at the end of Home Gadget Geeks. And I got three emails from him. Try this. Do this. Here's this. Ed is super helpful. So, Ed, thanks for your, your help on this. Well, and he's got experience using these right. headsets. So he's awesome. Yeah. Find him at SonicCupcake.com. Max Trescott at AviationNewsTalk.com. So if you're a pilot, Jim looks like, can you give something like, uh, uh, yeah, people. Or, or coming in for, uh, for uh, this is your captain speaking. We'd really like you to be a part of our show today. So call in via, via okay, well, we'll see you later. <laughs> Shane at Spyberry.com. If uh, you're into spy stuff, Shane. Shane's got you covered. Glenn the Geek Hebert at horseradionetwork.com. If you like horsies, he's got a whole network of horsies and heard Glenn on another show. And he's just always bringing gold over there and good guy. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards. If you like Latin podcasts and you go over and contact uh, Felix, it's part of the Dice Network. Greg over at uh, Debt Shepherd speaking of somebody. You know what? Maybe I need to talk to Greg. Oh, there you go. That's a guy. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to reach out to Greg because he teaches financial wellness over at DebtShepherd.com. So silly me. I should have thought of that right off the top of my head. <laughs> Indie Drop-In Network at IndieDropIn.com. Remember when I mentioned the big microphone in the way of some things? Yeah. The Indie yes. Drop-In. Yes. Indie Drop-In Network. If you have a true crime show, a comedy show, or a scary kind of spooky show, Check out IndieDropIn.com and contact the folks over there because they have an audience that loves that kind of stuff and they're willing to put your episode up in front of their built-in audience. Michael Delaney over at Baby Mountain Radio Productions. You can find him over there. He's a great guy. He's actually in the chat room. And of course, you can see all the other people, the $10 supporters and everyone else at AskThePodcastCoach.com slash awesome. And if you would like to support the show, maybe with a one-time donation or sponsor Jim's mug or whatever you want, you can find everything over at Ask the podcastcoach.com slash store. So thanks to all our awesome supporters. And what well, why does every pilot sound like he's high when he comes on the mic? And- okay, we're gonna be taking off in about 10 minutes and uh, like, are you high? <laughs> yeah, should should take I don't know uh, fifteen twenty minutes maybe. Uh, Got to It's the same guy all the time. I, I've just I've always noticed that this is your captain. My name's Jim, and uh, we're gonna yeah. be here for a while. So, well, and what gets me is there are really two people that are going to be on the the speaker system. One is right. the some sort of 
what is the word here? Fl- flight, flight attendant. attendant. I was going to say flight stewardess, attendant. and I'm like, that's not right. Yeah, flight, flight attendant. attendant. Right so I can see the flight attendant. I'm like, right. I'm within eye shot. So if I hear and they're all quirky now too. They're all quirky. They all have jokes and oh, stuff yeah. that they do. Yeah, Shecky, yeah. the flight attendant, is now. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'll be here. You make sure you buy the veal. I'll be here all night. They've got jokes and all kinds yeah. of stuff. And then any other voice when he was come on? Yeah, this is your pilot. Yeah, no kidding. Really? Because it's not Shecky, the flight attendant. Oh my gosh. It's, fig- just, it's just, I always, it's, they just crack me up. You can never hear them. They come on here. Are we crashing or are we almost there? I don't know because I can't understand them. I always love the guys that love to wake you up. You're finally going to sleep on a plane. If you look mm. to the right, you're going to see the uh, something that you could care less about. And then yeah. you actually look to your right and all these clouds. You're like, look, I can't. Unless you're in the window seat hanging on the wing, you really can't see that. So please go. It would be cool if they do like a pilot podcast. The whole There was just a channel. Now you can, and some right. sometimes they let you listen to that channel, but... Wouldn't it be awesome? I, because those pilots aren't doing anything. You ever watch them? They're, they're literally just sitting up there turning yeah. knobs and dials and stuff. They could be doing a podcast the whole time for the plane. <laughs> and they could have a, a topic that they're talking about. And I mean, how great would that be? I, I bet there probably is something like that. I, I you yeah. know, just would uh-huh. think. I'll have to ask Max because he's the pilot guy. <laughs> Aviation. I, listen. I make it sound like it's easy. It's not. <laughs> they actually are doing a lot. It's funny. Um, there's a whole bunch of YouTube videos around ha- showing you know, they got a camera in the cockpit. It's live. It's unedited. They're, and the amount of checking and rechecking and they yeah. check each other. And once somebody calculates it, and they'll calculate it and then put it in the computer. And then the other person checks it. And it's this dance that they do. And I imagine like having a co-host on a podcast, it gets easier the more you're around. If you fly, if a pilot and a co-pilot fly a lot together, I imagine they start learning each other's tendencies where it goes faster but it's a it's a uh, well done dance that they do it's it's fun to watch you're like wow they're really good at this well it's got to be one of those cases where you can't you just can't assume yeah we've flown this flight a million times nope you got to check everything and because the minute you don't oopsie we've and we've talked about this before magic is a checklist and they checklist everything. And I think there's some good for podcasters. I think there's some good lessons to learn and having your podcast checklist that you they physically go through each time and check it off. Did you press record? Yeah. Be, well, there's, there's that. And that'd been too funny if I'd said, oh, crap. Uh, but things like send email to guests stating to please be in a quiet room right. and use the right. best microphone. And then the right. one that, that I forget to do, and I'm always just lucky that... My settings haven't changed, but have your guest tap their microphone. Right. Because if they do that and you don't hear it, they're coming through, especially if they're having uh, oh, there you go. Speak of the devil, the one and only Mr. Pilot himself, Max Trescott, just like a podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah. So I've ran into one where they, their audio was just bad. And I'm like, there's got to be something going on because I can see you have a microphone. Can you tap that? And I'm like, ah, there's, yeah. and it was coming through their camera. So, yeah, but that's a good check. Like it's a yeah. good physical. I always have them when we're doing this at Gallup and I have a lot of guests. So it's all, I'm checking them all the time. Mm. I always say, tap your mic. Like yeah. I want to hear it just to make sure. And then count to 10. And they think that's the funniest thing. Cause they think I'm trying to, I don't know what they think I'm trying to do. Like, I'm like, I just need you to count to 10. And they're like, really? Yeah, just count to 10. And I'm checking for latency, right? I want to make sure there's no drop packets in the middle of that. But they think I'm trying to check them for something else. And it's just hilarious. But that's one of the things I do every time. Tap your mic, count to 10. Works great. Yeah. Yeah. And I always think they get possibly defensive. Like you're like, hey, I'm the big podcast and you're not. Yeah. And it's like, no, you're fine. I just want to make sure you're fine. That whole nine yards. Uncle Marv says, uh, 
The checklist is nice. He says, I've been podcasting for six years and forgot to press the record on the, the Roadcaster Pro last week. Had to use the StreamYard audio. We've been there, done that multiple times on that. It's, it's one of those things. It's just, I think it makes sense. I am, I am so undisciplined that I, I can't, I, I can't, I, yeah. My problem just, is, especially if I'm interviewing, and most of the time I'm interviewing somebody I know. I, I don't do many interviews where I haven't met the person or something. And so I see somebody like, Hey man, it's been so long. And you just start gabbing and then you're like, all right, let's go ahead and start the interview. And because you're just super comfortable, you're not in checklist mode. That's when you look over and you're like, ah, crap, we got to do the first two questions again. They're like, why? And I forgot to press record. Because you're yeah. just comfortable. You're not in that kind of professional. Now we do this. Now we do that. Dave, I got to apologize to you. All right. So we've been in, we've been in clubhouse now for 50 minutes, not 40. Let's just say I had my microphone on the, because I, because I went into clubhouse right. and I, I didn't mute myself, but James is out there listening, I think, via Clubhouse. I just muted myself. So you were feeding us in and my mic was coming in. I can't imagine how bad that sounded. Like that <laughs> that had to be James. I wish you would have told me. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. He's probably listening to the YouTube feed. But yeah, it was awful. But we can't hear it. This is yeah. the, the thing with Clubhouse. Like I, we're not I, monitoring. I also, uh, yikes, I sorry. Wish, I, I so wish there was a chat function in no Clubhouse No wonder nobody well. stayed. Because James very patiently waited. There was a time when I was like, hey, we are going to get to your question. So I felt bad about that. Randy has a question in the chat room here. Do either of you post Borden episodes? Wait, do either of you post? Postmortem. Postmortem, which is? Do postmortem episodes to critique what you think. So in other words, do you go back and re-listen to it and those Uh, kinds of things? Yes, I love to do that. My favorite is... I will, I haven't done it in a while. I'm glad he said that is I like to go back a year. If today's May 22nd, I'll go back to May 2020 or something and listen to that episode because it's, I'm so far away from it and I'll listen to it. And that's where I go, huh, why didn't I do this? Or especially interviews. There are times when I I do that or I'm just always uh, audio quality, Flow uh, on the school of podcasting. I'm going to talk about flow in your podcast this week, and there there are different uh, philosophies on that. Some people like to die on the school of podcasting. I have a little transition music. But we think about it. That's almost like a bus stop where you're like, hey, if you want to get off here, we're slowing down before we yeah. go to our next destination. And then other people just like to just transition, transit, and it just you keep going and. Consequently, in theory, nobody gets off that bus. So I don't know. What do you listen for, Jim? Do you ever do this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I go back and listen. And actually at work, I have an editor who goes back and edits the transcripts. And he listens to the podcast as he does the transcripts. And he may know me better than I know myself when it comes to this craft. And so he gives me feedback um, on things I could do better or way to make transitions easier or things to think about what I'm doing things. I'm notoriously bad at names. And so this is something we talk about all the time of really making sure I know someone's name and the way to pronounce it correctly before, before I go on the podcast. There's another so, checklist item. No, I know you're like, Oh yeah, I know I'm supposed to know you, but now I can't pronounce your name. That's a really bad thing. I'm really bad at that. I'm just going to admit it. <laughs> so yeah, I do go back and listen. I, haven't been, <clears throat> excuse me, I haven't been, I used to go back and listen to Ask the Podcast Coach every week and I'd listen to it on Wednesdays. It was kind of my Wednesday commute in and I would critique myself and and you. 
And, but I don't, I'm not doing that anymore because I don't drive. And so I've, I've yeah. stopped, I stopped that opportunity. I need to figure a way to get it back in there. Yeah. I, I and I do like the word after action. Postmortem, Kyle says after postmortem equals after action or lessons learned. Yeah. We called in the military, we call those after action reviews, AARs. Oh, and and I, I like it. It's, it's a good idea. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. Yeah. And that's why, like, I'm subscribed to all of my own shows. So when I wake up on Monday or whatever the day is supposed to come out, I always look just to make sure it's there. That's my way of saying, okay, Lipson is working. That's good. It's here. And, but I don't always listen to, I try to put some time between me and what I do. Cause I listen to it right before I upload it. Like I actually, I use overcast. And one of the reasons I love overcast is I can upload my file to the overcast website and it will then download in the overcast app. And I can listen to it through earbuds. So I can actually listen to it, how most of my audience is going to listen to it. And so I do that after I just edit right before I post it. I always do that because that's where mm-hmm. you find out that crap, I had channel three muted and there's four minutes of silence in the middle of my podcast or something like that. So I always listen to it before I post it. But yeah, I try to put some time after it. And it's the other thing that's weird is if you go way back, my voice has changed. Like, mm-hmm. Not a ton, but my voice is a little deeper than it used to be. And I'm like, I'm not doing that on purpose. That's just all of a sudden I used to sound like this and now I sound like this. And I'm like, I think you relax, Dave. I think that's what happens in your, in the early days, you're a little tense. And as you get better at this, you just relax into it. And I think maybe our voices get deeper as we get older too, a little bit. Yeah. So I noticed that too. I went back to listen to our very first episode 10 years ago yeah. on home gadget geeks. And I'm like, what am I, 17? And Kyle in the chat room says, some of the best podcast review sessions have been at meetups where everyone listens to each other's latest episodes for five minutes and then goes around and give impressions. That's cool. Have you played with AirMeet yet? No. I, I was playing with it last night with Ray Ortega. He's, hey, can you come jump into this thing? And I've been on calls and it's a little bit, I, I was on a call with uh, Jason Van Orden, did a thing. It was like this networking event. And there were like, I don't know, a hundred people on a Zoom call. And then Jason would go ooga booga behind the scenes and five rooms would appear and you would all just go into whatever room it assigned you to, which was cool. Airtable was more like a podcast movement podfest thing where you had tables where people could, you could just walk around if you wanted to. Now, granted, it was me and Ray, but I, I saw that and I've been on other events where they actually have a thing called speed networking where you can just like, say, Hey, I want to meet somebody and you put in what you're looking for and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I saw that and I was like, that looks like fun. That's because to me, that's half the fun of podcast movement or PodFest is meeting people. I'm like, maybe I need to come up with a way to, to make, cause I've done in the past at the beginning of COVID when we we're all really losing our minds, I used to have podcast happy hour and it was just a zoom meeting to almost not talk about podcasting. It was like, hey, guess what? Let's not right. talk. How would you like to talk to someone over the age of eight kind of thing? And let's yeah. not talk about math and, and let's, let's just talk about whatever. It was just a place to hang out. And I just had to, they were just schedules and things like that. I quit doing it. But when I saw this air, I forget the name of it, air meet something. Air meet. Yeah. yeah. Air meet is that. Yeah. They have plans. I was just looking because I always go right to their plans. They do have a free plan if you want to try it up to a hundred registrants per event, one organizer, single tracked events. Uh, they have a social lounge, speed networking, chat, event chat. So you can try if you have less than a hundred, you can try it for See, that free. Was, that's an interesting because a hundred is one of those things where you go like that would be the best problem to have is if you have more than a hundred people. 
because yeah. this is one of those things you could send out to a you know list of whatever a thousand people and yeah. you could get 300 people to sign up but you're not going to get 300 people to show up hey we did this week on friday so i guess just yesterday morning i did a, a webinar webcast is what we call them and um, we had three thousand people register for it which was pretty great but we got guess how many we got live so three thousand registered yeah. What do you think the live attendance was? 3,000? 3,000 registered for okay. this event. So let, yeah. me, let me do 3,000 times what my favorite number yeah. is 90. Okay, so we're better than that. Did you do 3%? Is yeah. that is that? Yeah. <laughs> so we do a little bit better. We actually do 30% on those. But it was still so 750 was our number. But it, you still get, that's that, we talk about this all the time. Oh, I've got all these listeners. If I could just get them on my mailing list and sell them something... You're like, okay, that number in your numbers, I think your 3% number is a little closer to reality than our 30% number. We have yeah. a really engaged audience, right? Well, that's the key. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, so 750 is great though. What it, Dave, what it gave me the opportunity to do though, is send him an email back because we had him register on Eventbrite. Ah. I could send him another email that said, Hey, thanks for coming. Don't forget here. Follow us here. Those kinds yeah. of things. And then when the thing is produced, I can email them again and say, hey, thanks for coming out. It's now this has been edited and there's a transcript available for you. So it gives us some options. We typically get 400 to register. So those are that's our number three to 400. So 3000, 10 times is pretty significant. To, we were launching a new product. So folks were interested. Well, there's a media host that I want to play with that I don't I have zero. But it's have you ever heard of Castos? Craig Field on one week when you were out. Okay. Really nice guy, and they've made some changes over there. In fact, they just bought uh, they bought Podient or something like that. And I was like, huh, because they have a there's some things over there that are like that's ah, different. And I was thinking of doing a podcast, and I, I was gonna throw because again, obviously, I I have no time for another podcast. That's mm -hmm. a dumb idea. Mm -hmm. But I thought of having people do if i was you i could say hey this is jim cullison from the average guy.tv where we talk about yada blah 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 and yip yip uh and my perfect guest would be such and such who does such and such and such you can find me at the average guy.tv and that would be the podcast and then next and it would either be like three times a week once a week whatever but every week it's and then if you want and, and also i would be a great guest for anyone looking to talk about such and such so here's what I'd be a good guest for. Here's the mm. kind of guest I'm looking for. And then I bought a, I forget the domain I bought. That's as far as I got. I bought a domain. <laughs> you know, that's what I do. Cause you don't have enough domains. Yeah. And I just, and I was like, well, that would be an easy show. I don't have to create the content. I just have to publish it. I just don't know if anybody would listen to that. Wow. If somebody's looking for, cause the, the difference being there are, I think 18 now different podcast directories of, Hey, here's where you can find a, a, guest or a host or whatever. And so it, there's not a, there's not a, a shortage of that, but right. all, all those, you have to go to those sites to check. And I was like, what if once a day you got a quick three minute podcast that said, Hey, here's a potential guest for you. I was like, nah, eh, might throw that on the wall. Why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So well, why wouldn't you give it a, why wouldn't you give it? Why do podcasters have such a domain issue? Like, why do we buy so many domains? Every podcaster that I talk to is like, yeah, I've got 17 or I've got 700 in some cases. I just, I was listening to Todd and Rob on the new media show and Todd has a serious domain problem. Yeah, I think part of it is we're creative people in some cases. And uh, the other one is, so we have create, so it's always ideas. And cause I know half my domains are stuff that I don't 
I, I've never acted on, but just in case I don't, I want to make sure that domain, Oh my gosh, the domain's available. I'm going to buy yeah. this now and I'm going to work on it later. And then we never work on it later. I think that's yeah. part of it. And then the reason we still have them is actually, that's still a good idea. I might do that someday. Or there is a part of you that goes, if I let this domain go and somebody else, it's like fear of missing out. You're almost, for me, it's if I let this go and somebody jumps on this and makes a million dollars, I'm going to hate myself. So I'm going to squat on it, even though I'm not doing anything with it. I'm not going to do anything and you're paying. I just can't. I think if I have 10, that's 20 bucks a year. It's 200 bucks. That's 200 bucks a year. That's just a hard, that's hard for me to swallow. Yeah. Kyle's got a hundred of me. I'm telling you, podcasters are the worst at this. Well, the thing is, I actually signed up for GoDaddy's, what do you call it, auction. I was mm. like, all right, let's go. I, battling bands, I will admit, I'm never doing anything with that. Battlingbands.com, somebody should buy that. And I'm not asking for gazillions of dollars. I'm like, GoDaddy's, yeah, that's worth about such and such. And I'm like, all right, let's back it down 20 bucks. And let's. And yeah. I haven't sold a single one. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. I don't think most people, I just don't think it's a lottery to get that one that somebody's worth the, that's willing to pay for it. And I think there's a general feeling that you sh- I shouldn't have to buy, especially if I've stolen someone's brand like that. You get really shamed for that one. If you've bought somebody else's brand, hoping to sell it back to them, there's a little bit of shame that goes in uh, to that in the industry. I don't know. Yeah, I do. Know- I don't. I have seven, maybe I think five or seven, something like that domains yeah that's it that's it that's what's, all i got what's wrong yeah with you, man? <laughs> average guy tv average guy dot me and a few others the yeah one, no the, the one i hate is the dot fm those are expensive and it's i think i own one of those and every time it goes through i'm like and yeah, I mean, dot tv is not cheap i think yeah, it's 30 or 40 bucks yeah but going back to see i'm i'm getting all my spider senses are tingling now about air oh. meat yeah, I this I think this is worth trying out to yeah. be honest with you. Coach Dave says Air Meat plan is a thousand free per month, five staff, parallel sessions, uh a hundred thousand person capacity. That's a lot of people. That's what we should do, Dave. We should get the free version and do an ask the podcast, podcast coach, coach conference thing for a couple hours on a Saturday or Sunday or something and get a couple speakers. Just try something fun on Air Meat. That I mean for free, might, might right. as well. It looks cool. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, that looks like fun. Yeah. Yeah, I have, uh, Kyle says, I wonder how AirMeet matches up with Whova. The Whova app, you know, I know Chris uses that for PodFest, but I, I need to, every time I jump into the Whova app, I'm just bombarded. And I'm like, to the point where I literally turn around and run away. And I'm like, and I know there's really cool, I know there's, it's a great networking app. It's just, I just walk in and it's, you have 4 million. 337,000 invitations to events from, I I need to go in and go click, uh, mark all is red something. It's just, I walk in and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like turn around and walk out. But it's, I know he's got, Chris is using another site that now is hosting all the videos from PodFest. He's got, I forget the name of that super something site, but the coach Dave says at one time I bought misspellings. Of popular sites. And so, oh, yeah. So I think that's, uh, oh, yeah. I'd route them directly to count traffic or send them to my site. Yeah. People yeah. used to do that with affiliate stuff. You'd oh, buy, yeah. You'd buy the misspelling and then point it at your affiliate link and cha-ching. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. great. It's that's gray. Yeah. You know, the gray space. I'm not saying it's wrong. Right. I'm not saying it's right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little, it's a little well, gray. And I think that's where if they wanted to, they could come in and say, like legally they could say you're, you're 
I don't know. That's like you said, it's gray. No, listen, if you're close to their brand yeah, in so. what you're doing, it's just how much money do you have yeah. <laughs> at that point? Yeah. Like how, how, cause if they want to come after you legally, they can. And, and it's not a matter of right or wrong. It's a matter of, are you willing to hire a lawyer to defend you? That's it. I got yeah. very lucky. I was in a blues band called the Sugar Daddies and we had the sugardaddies.com. Do not go to sugardaddies.com unless you're over the age of 18. And I got a, an, a very official email from the charms, or a actual piece of mail from the charms company saying, what is your intention around the phrase sugar daddies, blah, 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 the charms company because of the candy and like I called them and said, I'm just a local Northeast Ohio blues band. I'm like, please don't sue me. And they're like, okay. Cause it's the yeah. whole thing. You, yeah. if, if, if I was like, Oh, I'm starting a candy company. And they're like, no, Nope. Sorry. But cause we were a little local Northeast Ohio blues band there. They, they yeah. did not sue the pants off of us. So I was very happy about that. Yeah. It, I, it's a crazy, it's, you gotta be careful. Awesome. Anyway, Jim, what is coming up on the average guy dot TV? Yeah, so we can, I come back and catch up a little bit with Mike uh, Weger, and we spend a little time talking about the new vehicle that I bought this week. So oh. I've been talking about Teslas for a while. No. But anyways, you have to, I'll leave you in suspense. That show will be posted a little bit later out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Did your treadmill show up yet? The treadmill, we talked about that in the second half of the ah. show. The, tre- the treadmill is here, uh, Treadly 2. Yeah. And uh, give a little review on it at the end of the show. So uh, TheAverageGuy.tv, it'll be posted a little bit later this afternoon. Oh, there we go. Cool. Awesome. On the School of Podcasting, as I mentioned earlier, nobody gets on a bus unless they know where it's going. So that's why I always tell people at the beginning of the show, you should have something like that at the beginning of the show. But once they're on the bus, how do you keep them on the bus if you want them on the bus? Things like that. So we're going to talk about transitions. We're going to talk about flow, things of that nature on the School of Podcasting.com. Thanks to all the awesome people in the chat room. Thanks to everyone who wished me well. I'm glad I'm not dead. I prefer living. And so we're glad to. <laughs> so I'm not dead yet, Roy. And thanks to Mark over at podcastbranding.co. Thanks to James at the Dog Podcast Network. If you would like to support the show, we would really appreciate it. Go over to because Dave's going to need to pay for some hospital bills soon. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> if you're on Clubhouse, don't leave. We're still we still have yes, thirty minutes. We are still yeah. we're heading towards post show here. But if you go to askthepodcastcoach.com/store, there are all sorts of ways to uh, support the show as well as support Jim's uh, link to his Patreon is over there. A bunch of stuff. So askthepodcastcoach.com/store, and we're here every Saturday ten. 30 Eastern Standard Time. If you're new to the show, you can always find us here at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. But as Jim said, stick around. We have some post show right around the corner. 